Welcome back to Citizen Talk. This is the show that is restoring prudence in politics. I'm Lynette Rendy. And I'm Juan Davalos, and you're listening to us on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, or maybe on iTunes on uh, SoundCloud. So, welcome back. Yes. We are all in crazy times. We're trying to keep happy being stuck at home constantly, as I'm sure everyone feels. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, living under a tyranny is not as pleasant as... Uh, as, well, nobody said that it's ever pleasant, but it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It's crazy the amount of power we've willingly given to governors around this country, and we seem to have no idea of exactly what their powers are, except they just pop up new orders, can't drive, can't, you can't drive your car, go to church on Sunday when you sit in your car and just listen to your pastor in your vehicle. That's, in some states, not allowed. I mean, some of these orders are just... I'm hearing, I've heard stories of people who are doing drive-bys by people's house to celebrate birthdays. They're not getting out of their cars. They're just driving. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's not okay. The police have to come and stop you from doing that. It is, not only does it lack common sense, but it's like, what reasonable power do these governors have to insist on these things? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, here in, uh, in Michigan, uh, you know, one of the petty tyrants that has come become infamous in the last few days is Governor Half Whitmer. And, uh, you know, this governor suddenly decided that people from Michigan that own a home in the Upper Peninsula are not allowed to go to their home in the Upper Peninsula. Wow. Uh, she also uh, forbade stores like Walmart and, and Myers and all these places that have you know, different sections, they have the, the sections that sell food, but then they have sections that sell other things. Uh, so she decided that they, those stores have to close down all their sections that sell anything other than food and medicine. Wow. Uh, so, so you're not allowed to buy anything for home improvement. So you're stuck at home and you're not allowed to buy things to improve your home. Uh, you're not allowed to buy seeds for gardening. Uh, again, all the things that you know, you're stuck at home. What are you going to do? Well, let's at least work on a home improvement project. Nope, you can't. The governor of Michigan has decided uh, that you cannot do that. Uh, somehow, I, I don't know in what world that makes sense, right? Because now Walmart, which is this huge store, rather than having people dispersed throughout, has people all going to this little section where the, just these items are located. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense as far as the supposed social distancing rules. It doesn't make sense at all. Like you're mentioning the, the drive-in church services that have been, uh, you know, these are people that are, okay, fine. We'll, we'll do what you say. Uh, we'll respect the guidelines that you're giving. And it's still, uh, you know, people are still getting fined. Uh, the, the, there was a paddle border in the middle of uh the ocean, right? He's in the ocean. He's completely by himself in California. There's nobody around him, just paddleboarding by himself. And you see all these uh, boats from the Coast Guard, from the lifeguards, and all these cops like coming to the beach <laughs> to try to arrest this guy. Um, it's it's just it's ridiculous. It's crazy. crazy. What a what a waste of resources, right? In a time when we actually have real issues. Why are we spending money sending tons of police to arrest one paddleboarder who has not harmed a single person? It's just stupid. While, while at the same time in California, the homeless are, you know, 
doing what they always do and nobody's doing anything about it. Uh, apparently nobody cares that they are spreading this evil disease everywhere. Yeah, I, I, that actually concerns me a lot, that that could spread very rapidly and probably has among the homeless community. I, <laughs> I read an article that said in some places, I think maybe Florida and others, they have started, researchers have started looking at waste, human waste in our pipes to measure really what they think the spread of coronavirus is. And they think it's maybe four to 10 times what we have acknowledged. But the good news about that is that means one, a lot more people have immunity or right. have some degree of immunity at least than had it before. And two, that the death rate is much, much, much lower than what we're being told. Um, but it just shows that it just shows the utter incompetence really of, of our thought process and what we're doing that we're not dealing with the situation with proper data or with proper understanding at all, I think. Right. And one of the problems that you have of, you know, forcing people to shut in in their homes is that you're not really considering what the, what it does to their immune systems, mm -hmm. right? Because if you're shut inside your home and you're not exercising, you're not going outside, you're not getting vitamin D from the sun, you're not eating properly because you're eating all this, you know, food that is meant more to last long rather than, um, you know, the things that you typically eat. All, all those changes, all this stress that that produces, social distancing in itself produces stress because we are social beings. We're supposed to like be communicating with people. Yeah. Uh, all these things have an effect on your body and in your immune system. And nobody's even talking about, you know, how do you get, you know, how do you get, good at like preventing getting a disease well you should work on uh improving your immune system how do you do that exercise fresh air sunshine eating right getting vitamins getting vitamin you know vitamins like vitamin b vitamin a vitamin d all these things that nobody's talking about and these are the things that you should be doing to have a strong immune system mm -hmm. um yet we're supposed to do the opposite of what is considered healthy uh, and stay stuck at home sitting in the couch because you're not even allowed to improve your home while while you stay at home. Yeah, let alone, let alone the effect this has on mental health because social right. relations are absolutely, people are born to need other people. It's simply, we are. Um, I would not be surprised considering the economy and the isolation if we don't see a wave of suicides come out of this. Person. Right. And we already have a huge opioid crisis in the country. I think it's something like 70,000 people die a year uh, because of opioid overdose. Uh, what are those people that have opioid overdoses doing right now when they're not working? Uh, I mean, newsflash, when you're bored, if you have an addiction, that just makes it 10 times worse. When you feel purposeless and people that don't have a job feel purposeless, um, when that happens, addictions just go up the roof and people are right now stuck at home getting bored and saying, well, you know, I might take a pill to like pass the day. Uh, and that, that's going to have serious consequences in the long term. Uh, and it's, you know, President Trump keeps talking about making sure that the disease is not, that, sorry, that the cure is not worse than the disease. Uh, and I think he's he really needs to change, uh, turn things around uh, yes. very quickly. Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, one. Well, the I, only thing I was going to add to that is that, at least from what I've seen, nothing 
so far has convinced me that the measures that are being taken are actually being helpful. Uh, I was just looking Brit Hume, you know, who's is he's not the most radical of thinkers, right? <laughs> he's just he he just posted a, a study that has been done, uh, state by state comparison, looking at the states that have taken very draconian measures like Michigan, uh, shutting everything down, and states that haven't done that, and there is absolutely no correlation. Uh, on the effect of taking these measures on on mortality uh, for the virus, that just means that there is no evidence that these things are working. And if you look like uh, uh, if you look to other countries like Sweden, Sweden took a very hands-off approach. Yes, they emphasize you need to wash your hands, you need to you know be careful, uh, but at the same time, we're not going to shut down the economy. And if you look at Sweden in comparison with, especially the United States, but other countries as well, uh, their mortality rate is right on par. In, in fact, the line of uh, daily mortalities between Sweden and the United States, it's almost identical. Wow. Um, and so you compare those two things and then you start thinking, man, what we're doing is terrible because the virus has the same effect, right? In Sweden, <laughs> in the United States. But the consequences of the measures that have been taken in the United States are going to be terrible uh, and are going to add to the destruction that this virus has caused. They are going to be terrible. And increasingly, I think we don't comprehend how terrible it could get. But I'm very worried about the effects on the food supply, actually. You're hearing of a lot of meat producing factories shutting down. Farms are dumping thousands of pounds of good milk, burying um, produce and things, because with all the restaurants shut down, they simply aren't able to get the, the food as it needed. The problem with that is if farms and meat producers start to shut down, that will cause a cataclysmic effect on the entire supply chain of food production in the United States. And at least that's something we've avoided. You can go to the grocery store and buy things as long as it hasn't been panic bought. But, but thus far, we haven't had shortages. I can't even imagine the kind of civil unrest and crisis it will cause if we do have real food shortages. And it does make me think, I'm just going to say this, my personal thought is maybe everyone should try and have three months supply of food at this point, if possible, in case we do end up in a really scary food situation, because that actually worries me considerably. That yeah, actually, I just, I, just read a, I just read a report today that a pig farm somewhere Dang it, I, I'm forgetting exactly where it was. But a pig farm somewhere uh, had to shut down uh, because of the virus. That's, that starts to become a problem because the more that starts happening, uh, like, like you said, yes, people have been going to the grocery store and they see there's no toilet paper because there still isn't any. Um, people can find ways around that, right? Mm -hmm. Once you start not having food, then that becomes a real problem and people will not put up with it. Uh, so people, yeah, people should uh, be prepared for those things. And I mean, the best solution is for uh, President Trump to cut the nonsense and start opening up the economy. Uh, maybe make some leeway for people that are more vulnerable. Uh, you know, if, if you are over 60 years old, uh, you know, you are allowed to stay home and, I don't know, the 
either the government can, rather than giving money to everybody, can just focus on, on those people. It's a much, much smaller percentage of the population. Um, so I, I think those are things that can be done. But uh, yeah, if, if we don't start moving things back to normality or some form of it, uh, there's big and bad problems in the near future. There are, there, we, I, I just think we haven't at all comprehended what could come out of this and it, and it won't be just the United States. It'll be large portions of Europe too, who have also decided to take these measures. And so it's, a, it'll be a global economic collapse. And, and I'm also concerned, of course, that we don't have any clear plan for the future, not only reopening the economy, but dealing with the massive debt we've put on, on our economy, trillion dollar bills. And I understand why we did that in the short term. But the truth is there can be a point at some point where if we have so much debt, no one is going to want to buy American debt anymore. And that will create an economic cataclysm unlike anything I think we've faced in our entire history, to be totally honest. I, I just don't think that there has been serious thought for the future. And part of the problem is we keep listening to epidemiologists and doctors who may be very knowledgeable when it comes to medicine, but know nothing about the economy and know right. nothing about the effects right. that that has on people. This when we talk about listening to experts, it might be fine to listen to an expert in a narrow field, but you need common sense to realize that we're not dealing with a narrow field. We're dealing with an entire society, and we should have enough common sense to, to hold those experts to what they actually know, but not expect them to be able to solve problems that they know nothing about. Yeah, I'm really tired of seeing Dr. Fauci come out on the press uh, briefings every day. Uh, this, this man is... Uh, I, I don't want to insult him <laughs> on air, but I, I really don't like anything he has to say, uh, especially when it comes to politics. Uh, he seems to me to be a fear monger. Uh, every time he can, he was in an interview uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, uh, saying that he can't guarantee that it's going to be safe to go out and vote in November. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I... Maybe he was trying to say it because he was being asked about the election. And so maybe he was trying to say, you know, I can't guarantee. No, no, I'm sorry. Your answer should not be that because the media is going to take your answer in a particular sort of way. So maybe the man is just a fool and he's naive. Um, but the proper answer for him is that's not my field, right? I'm dealing with a disease right now and this is what I think, you know, uh, this is what we know about it, period. But he's starting to make these judgments about uh, the future that are terrible and uh, create a lot of panic and a lot of fear. And, and this man really needs to be quiet. President Trump should not have him on the press conferences anymore. It, it's really time to switch gears and, and get these people out. Mm -hmm. um, if, if, you know, for the past three years, uh, you and I and, and, and a lot of people have really started questioning the experts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, more than ever in, in, our, in our country's history, we've looked at the institutions and we've realized they are totally corrupt. Uh, the FBI, it, it's, it's proven now, there's beyond reasonable doubt that the FBI uh, and along with other intelligence agencies tried to get Trump kicked out of office, right? Mm -hmm. First, they tried to make sure that he wasn't elected, and after he was elected, they tried to get him kicked out of office. 
we know that the FBI and this whole FISA process having a secret court, surprise, surprise, having a secret court leads to corruption. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> and uh, so we know that the institutions are corrupt. The health institutions are also corrupt. And we really need to understand that in light of what's happening. And we need to stop falling into the media narrative of everything that's happening and we need to start changing things. Uh, we've been afraid for far too long. It's time to, it's time to wise up. It really is. And I, I hope that actually this situation right now, Americans are being very compliant, but if we are not compliant at some point, which I think will come, I hope that that non-compliance will also relate to a rejection of expertise control. Right. And by the way, I am not saying that I do not think that the virus is serious, right? People don't, people need to be careful in not confusing the two things. I think it is possible to believe that the virus is serious. I don't want to get it. It sounds horrible. And I will take measures such as washing my hands constantly to make sure that I don't get it. But at the same time, the government is taking, making decisions First of all, they have no constitutional power to do it, right? Nobody talks about that anymore because we don't care about the constitution anymore. So the federal government doesn't have the constitutional power to do what they're doing. The state governments don't have, at least the states that I've seen, like Michigan and, and other few states, I haven't seen all of the states, but I doubt they have the constitutional power uh, to take the measures that they're taking. Uh, Governor Half Whitmer certainly doesn't have the constitutional power to take the, the measures that she's been taken. Uh, so uh, we need to get away from, from this notion that you either believe that the virus is a, is a real thing or you don't believe the virus is a real thing. No, I believe this virus is serious. We need to take it seriously. At the same time, all these governments don't have the authority to do that. Free people are shouldn't free and healthy people shouldn't be forced uh, into quarantine in their own homes. No. That is a decision that each person, as an adult citizen of this country, can make uh, on their own. And I would like to see, you know, I would hope that institutions um, would start pushing back on on the things that we're seeing, and they would start saying, okay, you know, we gave the government we allowed them to abuse this power, but we're not going to allow it anymore. I hope that too, especially when you're talking about coming things like not being safe to go out and vote. Here's the truth. We have sacrificed many, many, many lives throughout the course of our history so people could vote. You should go out and vote as long as you're not particularly susceptible to this. You have a probably about a 99% chance of surviving this thing. Right. After we've and, asked so many people to die for us, we should be out voting. That's really yeah. what I think. <laughs> and, and people shouldn't be naive. The Democrats, they, sorry, they cheat on elections. And they know that the easiest way to cheat is with mail-in ballots or canvassing mm -hmm. votes. And they will use this in November to say that, oh, the coronavirus is coming back. There's another wave of the coronavirus. Therefore, we need more uh, mail-in ballots because people shouldn't be going out and voting. They are going to do that. We can't be naive about it. And so if you want them to steal an elec the election, go ahead, but uh, don't be naive about it. Yeah. Well, I am Colorado has all mail-in ballots, and I've volunteered and worked for political organizations, conservative ones here. 
and we'll go to doors and remind people to send in their ballots. But I know from personal experience that liberal political organizations, they will go to people's homes, they'll say, do you need help filling out your ballot? Then they'll go in and fill out their ballots for them and take them to the mail and mail them for them. Conservative political organizations don't do that in Colorado, but the left is very good at using mail-in ballots for their purpose, and I have seen it here. I know it goes on. Yeah, I just, I know the Democrats cheat with mail-in ballots, and I think, I think it's okay, maybe this is going to sound really bad, but I think it's okay to ask the American people to sacrifice for liberty and sacrifice for the preservation of the Constitution and country. And I do think this, we're coming to a time when we really should be asking people that, and I wish, to be honest with you, that President Trump would phrase it that way. We have increasingly become to a country that doesn't believe in sacrifice at all, that thinks the government should take away every little ill we have. That is simply not true. No, I agree with you. And if we don't start being a little more forceful in not allowing our government, our local governments and federal government to act this way, uh, I don't know, my, my 4th of July celebration is going to be dampered by, by that because I, I won't feel like I'm actually celebrating freedom, but more of a facade. Yeah, especially when you see that this thing can totally knock our whole country off its kilter, shut us all down, put our military, shut our military down, essentially. Gosh, if there was a foreign country that wanted to take advantage of us right now, they really could very effectively, I think. Yeah, we haven't talked too much about what, what happened in the Navy, and, and we should. We're talking about this uh, this entire ship of 3,000 people, or 5,000, I think it is, uh, an aircraft carrier, that was shut down because they had the coronavirus. These are all young, fit men who are not going to have a major problem with the virus. But even if they are, the captain shouldn't be publicizing this uh, so that everybody knows that one of our main defense uh, defenses in the, in the ocean has been completely shut down because of the virus. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. All I know is if China didn't know how to defeat us before, they know 100% how to right. defeat us now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great point. So. You've been listening to Citizen Talk, the show that's restoring prudence to politics. I'm Juan Davalos. And I'm Lynette Grunvig, and this is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And you can also hear us on SoundCloud or iTunes. Just search one word, Citizen Talk. We'll see you next week. Bye.